Hemshech Hayim Beis, Volume 1, Chapter 63, Page 117, in the middle of the 16th Discourse, V'hoyeki Savoy, as the Friedrich Rebbe says, the summary of the beginning of this discourse, he says, B'makifim klolim upratim. We've been discussing, after the long discussion about imminent energy, the Rebbe Rashab moved to transcendent energy, or um, makif, sevev, and explained it with the distinction between desire and faculties, rotsen and faculties, that's how it plays itself out in the human structure, which also reflects the divine structure of rotsen elyon, which is keser, makif, and the keiches, and the eris primium, which is the energy within containers, is like the faculties. And then went to the point of difference between Eir and Shefa. Eir and Sof, why it's called Eir, because Eir, it's, it reflects its source. And Shefa is more concerned, is concerned with the recipient, how the recipient receives it, the way he receives it, and so on. As such, he moved now on to understanding Makif and Makif in, uh, and its impact on our lives. Because though it's beyond us, transcendent, transcendence, in the last chapters, particularly chapter 58, after explaining how beyond it is, Rabbi Shab is now bringing it back to our us, meaning that this transcendence has an impact and is related to us. So though it's not a revealed impact, it's not a conscious impact, but let's put it this way, think of it like this. After establishing that it's an unconscious state, he's now explaining how the unconscious impacts the conscious existence. To sum it up. So in 58 he spoke about the, all the different, the, the, how, how Sevev is everywhere, how it affects creation and how it determines Giluyim and so on. Basically like Rotson. What would we human beings be like if we had no desire? We'd be a full functioning body, but would have no interest to move. Yeah. What happens if we had desire and we didn't have the faculties? We'd have everything we want to do, but we'd be like trapped. So the faculties are essentially the instruments. Think of it like the ship. And that's the captain of the ship. But the captain in this case is unconscious, meaning you can't detect it in a direct way. But it impacts so now we've been moving, then he moved in chapter 59, it's distinguishing that there are different types of levels of transcendence, which only shows us how much, how it's, why there are levels of transcendence, why not just beyond, and that's it. Because it's shaykh laprimi. Because the transcendence has a relationship with the faculties. However, it's what we call a detached relationship, a de, a de, a, 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 an undetectable one. And then in chapter, and then established that there's generally, in every world there's a makif, Keser, Keser of Asiya, Yitzira, Bria. Think of it like the desire within the art itself. Think of the art now as being a big, let's take, take the art to make it a big structure. You know, I was using the example of art, but let's make the art now into a very big, it's not just a small piece of art. It has all kinds of dimensions in it. Or let's, let's say a, a building. The building has the general desire, I want a building, I want a home. But then there's a rutzen for each room. There's a rutzen in the kitchen. There's a rutzen for the bedroom. There's a rutzen for the living room. There's a rutzen for every section. Because if you don't have that, it won't come to being. So bottom line is, 
there's one general makif that encompasses it all. And then there's the encompasser. That's why he said that Ak, if you recall, is Rotson Sheber Rotson. Raivet the Kol Raivet. When we say the Suda Shlishis, is right. What means Raivet the Kol Raivet? The Rotson of all Rotsenes. So some Tzaddik asked him, the Rebbe Rashab cites it. Because it's the desire behind all desires. Okay, and he established that there's two levels of this desire behind all desires. There's two levels of the Makif Klali. One we call Tahiri Law, one Tahiri Tata. Tahiri Law is the Makif before the Tzimtzum, which at that point before the Tzimtzum, you can't call it Makif yet, so you all call it as encompasses it all. It's the way God envisions the existence, the whole structure, but it's still in the God's mind, so to speak. Then comes the Tzimtzum, and the Tzimtzum actually creates space for independent realities. But here too there's a Ratz and Kloli, which is essentially a reflection of the Ratz and Kloli that was there before. But now it's post-Tzimtzum. Now, you know, if you think of it like this, think of it like the engineer, the architect envisions the building, but he's on his own doing so. Then he r- brings a, p- a group of uh, co- uh, co- contractors and so on and says, here's my vision. That's Ak. Ak is now articulating the vision on terms where it can be implemented. So it's after the Tzimtzum. Now we're talking in, you're talking now, it's called, it's called Bria de Klolos. Now we're talking Bria. It's already a Bria now. The begin, it's the beginning of a creation. So Bresha's Baralakim has two steps in a way. You can have Bresha's Baralakim, how God envisions existence, and then there's Bresha's Baralakim, God actually creating. And Bresha's Namen Maimarhu. Bresha's is also a, one of the utterances, but as Rashi says, everything was created in a, in a nucleus, in a, like a seed. And then each day, it emerged. So Ak is that seed. The Rats and Kloli, before the Tzimtzum, wouldn't even be a seed. It would be the imagination of the seed. The envisioning, the Shir however you explain it. So now, to, that, now you've moved on. So what's the impact of these two Makifim? Remember, there's still Makifim in each world. But not, we're not we're addressing that. Now what's the difference between these two? So he started with Ak. And in chapter 60 and 61, basically it defined three impacts that Ak has on us. One is the bitl, kolos elmis, the way he puts it, v'chol kema, v'fanecha tishtachave, that the whole kema means the whole structure of existence before you bows, prostrates itself. That's ak. So ak, because it's so close, that seed is obviously completely bottled to its end. You know, when if you were able to enter the consciousness of ak, it knows exactly why it's here. It's never disconnected. It's completely connected to the divine source. It's after the Tzimtzum. So it's a so-called independent reality. Before the Tzimtzum, it's like, you can't even call it connect, disconnect. Everything is connected. But Ak is completely aware of its... Because it's, it's the blueprint of all of existence. Ak later will be called Torah. When you say, Staka bar Reis or bar Alma, that level of a Reis that God looks into is Ak. It's the blueprint that he will look into. Obviously, Torah is rooted before the Tzimtzum and Anatomus. But there again, it's not yet what we would call a defined Torah. Then it's just part of God's will and, and, and wisdom. So here you have a blueprint that God says, I will look into it. What do you mean? How is God looking, he's looking into himself? Yes, he's looking to himself how he defined what he wants in a blueprint that we should be able to retrace the steps. That will be discussed later. So now he says there are three impacts. So the first thing is that this Ark has a natural bitl. And because it's the whole kremah, because it's the blueprint... That bitl is also impacting all of existence, except we're not aware of it, which is why we have free will. But, at the end of the chapter, he makes it clear, it's still something seeps in. Because that blueprint has the bitl, because Ak has the bitl, we all have at least the minimal bitl, even a clipper, 
to receive chayis, to receive huh? essential for survival. Yeah, the essential. Yeah, you could say that. Like, like basically the what, is, what do they say? Well, like when a person, God forbid, in a coma, they say, but the essential, uh, what do they call? The vital organs are functioning. Vital the vital sign. So there's a vital sign. The vital sign that there's some keli for chayis, for life. So even the biggest atheist is getting life from God. That means there's some bitl in his in his in his uh, consciousness. Whether he causes or not, or so on, is not relevant here. Then goes net level two, in chapter sixty-one, he speaks about from from Lam from the Kutzeres Azria, that the bitl is that the, the bitl in the Shamis Yisrael, which is more pnimistic, I'm sorry, rather not not. I have to correct that. It's not primi. Nevertheless, you have to say, he speaks about Mesir Snefesh, the, the love, the, the hidden love that is there in every soul. It's also concealed, but it comes, expresses itself in times of challenge with Mesir Snefesh. That comes also from Ak. So it's the faith, Amunah Pshuta, which is more than just the vital sign of life. Here you're talking already an Amunah Pshuta. And then he goes on and says, you could also say it's the Nasev Nishma, the Bittl to the Baal HaRatzin. And I'm just summing up things we've learned already. Bittl to the Baal HaRatzin, okay. Which is there fundamentally in each person, not just the Bittl to a particular desire of God, but to the Baal HaRatzin. Clearly it's a little more than the Amuna that he mentions, because he's like adding to it. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a total Bittl to the, what the, the Master desires, and the pleasure and and, uh, and simcha that you get from the, that desire, be, the God's desire being fulfilled, and that God has pleasure from it. And the bittle part is because means that even if it's not comfortable for you, even if it's something that and that goes against your will, you submit to it. Fine. Then in chapter sixty-two, the last chapter we learned, he now moves on. Okay, so what about makifakvoli of law? Now here we're talking, first he establishes, here we're talking, we're, we're talking, everything is makif. So makif has a paradox. It's beyond, but it has a relationship. Like he says, Yeshlich shechsel elmos, agam shu b'chinis makif, rochik. But now we talk about law, which is the eagle hagodl that remained after the tzimtzum. So it's before the tzimtzum, but it's remained after the tzimtzum and it surrounds all of existence. It has no shechsel to elmos altogether. And you don't even have the reflection that is revealed. So here, at least Ak has the minimal, whether it's the life force, whether it's uh, the, the, the bitl for the life force, whether it's the amuna, whether it's not the bitl nasa v'nishma. What's the impact of something that's so beyond us? But you have to say it has an impact. And the answer to this is, is the effect it has on the containers. Because the containers are rooted here. So containers are completely concealed. But it has an impact. And what it says now is, as opposed to the impact of Ak on Hashem Yisrael, which is Mesiris HaNefesh, where you're giving your soul to God, here we're talking about giving your body. So the Aved of this is, that when a person, like the Akedah, when a person literally physically gives their body, either in a physical way, mysterious nefesh of your body, not just of your soul and, and desire that you're completely committed. The Akedah was an example. That's where the ayel, which replaced Yitzchok, the ram, it says, Poshet Yodeh, 
it extended itself and it reached into what the talus of Avram Avinu. So he says the talus of Avram Avinu is the eagle Hagodl. Because Avram is the Kav, and the talus is the Makiv. And another example is Yom Kippur, or fasting. That's not just dedicating your soul. Like you could say Yom Kippur, you know what? You could eat and everything. But you daven all day. And then you go for a meal. And the main focus of Yom Kippur is that. No, Yom Kippur is more than that. Yom Kippur is you actually take your body, you give of your fat and of your blood to God. Like a carbon. That is the bitl of the kalim. And that bitl of the kalim reaches deeper than the bitl of the air. The bitl of the air reaches ak. And it comes from ak, as we said. When a person has a muna, a muna is a level of air. It may be minimal air, it may not yet be integrated. Remember, we're not talking about integrated energy here. Everything here is makif. Muna is also makif. But it's revealed. It has some expression. Here there's no expression. But the fact that a person gives of himself, that where is it coming from? Why does he have that power? That power comes from from uh, Tehiri Allah, the higher Makif. So obviously you can ask the question, one second. Uh, when a person, when, when Avram brought Yitzchak to the Akeda, why is that different than someone who shows you has a Muna and faith? You know, you could also say it's a revelation. He doesn't exactly answer it, but I would say is because it's the body, and the body itself, it's almost like the Nisham is telling the body to do it, because obviously the body itself is not going to do anything. It's an ashama of Avram. When a person fasts Yom Kippur, if it was just an inanimate body, he wouldn't be fasting. So clearly the Nisham is informing. But the fact is that the, that, that, the, that the body goes along with it, and that um, and that the Nishama reaches into the body to do that, the power of that comes from Tahiri Allah. Let's put it this way. If there was no Tahiri Allah, we'd only be able to give our souls. We wouldn't be able to give our bodies. That's the bottom line. That's what appears what he's saying here. So it's completely concealed. If there was only Tahiri Tata. Let's say Tahiri Allah didn't have an impact on us. So basically our Veda would be primarily Ruchnizdik. It would be spiritual dedication. But to actually take a physical container, physical body, and be able to offer that through fasting, you'd say, no, you can't, it's not possible. Either the body wouldn't go along, or if you did it, it wouldn't reach where it had to reach. Anyway, I don't know if he's going to explain this more, but I'm trying to just distinguish, because clearly, we have to make a difference. It's not just two levels, because he stated out clearly that, if you look in the beginning of chapter 62, he says, Because it has some relationship. That's ak. Because Ak is already within existence. Fine. It's a seed, it's the blueprint, but it has some. It has no relationship, and, and from there there's no re- revealed reflection. And then he goes on to say, but it does have an impact. So what really is the difference? So you have to say the difference is one is a revealed impact and one is not revealed. Why is it not revealed? Because containers fundamentally are not a re- revelation. So the fact that we give our, our bodies doesn't mean make it a revelation. In other words, it's actually a surprise. It be, makes much more sense, if you think about it, for a person, my soul. My soul connects to God. So all year round, let's say I, I'm, I'm busy and distracted. But then there's times I focus. And my soul feels it wants to be one with its source. But a body is an inanimate... Uh, what is a body? So you could make a big argument philosophically 
Why are you bringing bodies into this? Like, like, like I said, the bedakus, like suddenly, like the Rambam says, ultimate reward. Yeah, we have to give the body some reward because it participated and it was there, so we give it something. So, but after tchis comes the ultimate, the whole, the future, forever and ever. Is is Who else can relate to godliness if it's not a soul? So this chapter has a lot more depth to it. It's really about the yesh. So who asked me after the class yesterday? So what will the body look like? When Mashiach comes, when you say min oh, you ask me this. So the shaman will be fed by the body. So one second. So, so what is this a play of words? So the body will become like the soul? No, a body is a yesh. The yesh today feels it's self-contained and self-made. When Mashiach comes, this yesh is going to feel yesh amiti, the essence of atzmos. Atzmos is beyond revelation. So is the body. So the soul is a revealing force. The body is an essential force. Because it's concealed, it can go off track and, and do its own agenda. But if you want to get to the source and essence of what the body is, the body is a, an essential force, like he says in Agedas HaKedosh. Who can create something that feels it has no source? Only one who has no source. So the body is that. So in a strange way, the body is both our worst enemy and Atmos itself. Because because of no revelation, the body can do as we know, bodily desires are the worst of all. You know? An Hashem's desire, the worst it can be, is the one's Avas Hashem for its own selfish purposes. On the other hand, the body, precisely because it is so devoid of revelation, means it's Atzim itself. Now here in this chapter, he wasn't talking about Atmos in the body, he's talking more the Makif, Lifne Hatzimtzum. But for all pack of purposes, yeah. It's the void of revelation, therefore it's not supposed to solve. Yeah, absolutely. It's a chidush and altar, one of maybe the biggest chidush. You know when was written days before he passed away. You just said it. It's the void of revelation. Since the body is the void of any revelation, it's not supposed to solve. Yeah. Because it's If you remember, we had a pedic, he spoke. You remember a pedic where he spoke about how goof, there's two things. There's also the mitzvah built to mitzvah nimtza. I refer you to page, end of chapter Memtes, where he alludes to this. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's not just alludes, it's very relevant. So, in general, in general when you speak in Chassidus, Chassidus says, like we learned a little earlier, that Mamale, an energy that gives life, an energy that energizes something cannot create the thing. That's the rule. Because it's too, it's like electricity does not create a light bulb. Because they're, they're, they're uh, commensurate to each other. A light bulb has to be created by another entity. I'm just using a human example. But the same thing is above. Mamala Kalaman, because it manifests, like Yehi'er, Yehi'er can be the force that created, actually, the Rakia, because it's, it's the force that gives it life. That's like the Neshama doesn't create the body. The body does not come from your soul. The body comes from the seed, fertilized egg, and it, like the Gemara says, the bones come from the father, the, 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 the blood from this, you know, the whole thing. The Basu Gidim and Samas. The soul comes from God, from a higher source. But look at this interesting thing is they work hand in hand. The body is development. The body's emergence even would not happen if there was no soul. In other words, if an egg was fertilized by a seed and for whatever reason, God forbid, God did not want to attach a soul there, it won't, it won't, it won't uh, conceive. It'll just be like a seed that was fertilized, and that was it. And then it will die. Yeah. 
But, but let, me, let me just finish my sentence. So can you hold your thought? Yeah. On the other hand, if you have only a soul and you don't have the seed, obviously nothing happens. So you need the partnership. Now, but the way it works, and this is very relevant because God wanted, remember we said we talk about interface, is that interesting, it's not that body develops on its own and the soul on its own, and then at some point, okay, boom, they're brought together. From the second of conception, the soul is actually the force that activates all the physiological changes that will make the fetus grow into a child. It could be the mother's soul doing that. But, but, no, but, the, but the thing has already life. You, can't, you probably can't disconnect it then. But at some point you could. I don't know if it's an independent life of its mother. As soon as an emergency, it, it gets its own life, no? No, 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 no. Because it is, it's a new entity. That's for sure. Because what's the mother like before that? She didn't have that. There's a new entity that's now being given life. I mean, let's put it this way. In, even in the first day, first day you can't see it, it's so, so minute. But you're already having a flow. Right. Obviously, you know. That's a question, that's a question the Gemara asks when the nefesh enters. Right. But there has to be some life force that's entering there. Don't call it a nefesh, forget the name. Something is causing this seed to become the next day this, 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 this. That's really, I'm not getting now halachically whether it's independent or not. The point I'm trying to say is, it's not, the point is that it's, that it's growing, whatever life force, li, the life force is, it's not just a seed that's growing on its own. The neshama itself that did not create it is the one that gives it life and later we the one that energizes it. But then upon death, what happens? The soul goes back and the body is still intact. So the Rebbe brings in Chilik Vav, so why does the body deteriorate? Because the body did have a relation, because it does, because even Kalim comes from Eris, Esavas Er Nasa Kalim. Because even the kalim also are shaped from the air. That's the way God, they didn't want it to be an independent. But if you think of it, if you really dissect it, the body comes from one shayrish, one root, and the air is from another place. And then they just work very close together. Because remember, the air habligvul and the air habligvul are ultimately one. So remember we said earlier that even imminent energy comes through transcendent energy. It's the infinite gligvul of God's envisioning that envisioned also the gvul of existence, including the kalim of existence. So ultimately, it's all connected there. But once it comes down into a world of diversity, these are two paths. There's the body work, and there's the soul work. So we have two different types of Aveda. We said, Evdi Hashem b'nishmosam, Evdi Hashem b'gufam. He brought Chanei Chanei So in other places, in Samarvov, and other places, even Nayim Beis, Chanei Chanei their main Aveda was body work, so to speak. Their Aveda was Bir HaGuf, and that's why they both did not physically die. Their bodies went up. Moshe Rabbeinu is an example of Shama of Ma. This is the difference in the Shamas of Ma and the Shamas of Ban. In our personal Aveda, Aveda, let's say, of davening, learning, you could say, is Aveda of Neshama. The Aveda of a fasting, of bringing a carbon, that's Aveda of Guf. So obviously they both. Obviously, there's also a soul involved when you're fasting, as I said before. You know, actually, it's called Hey Inuim, the Nuyi Hanefesh. Yeah, because it affects the soul. Right, of course, but it is also permeating. It's not just a meditative or spiritual exercise. You're actually doing something physical. So he's saying here in this chapter, this is the explanation. Is that it's not a revealed element because it's in the body. The body has no revelation. Any revelation is soul-like. But it is something that is being affecting the body. The question I have is, would, if without the law, would it not be possible to do this in the body? Or would the body not reach that level? I would say even not possible. 
Like, you know, just like without Ak, the Amunah wouldn't be there in any revealed way. Let's take away Ak from the picture, and there's a jump from Lifniat Simpson straight to uh, our world. So the jump is so big, everything would be concealed. We wouldn't even have this, the Kudus of Amunah would be completely unconscious. It would be there, but it would be unconscious. So here, you could also say here, on the contrary, here, if you didn't have Tariya Law, you could say this Bittl wouldn't exist. Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. Um, what insight could you, can you provide when I'm struggling with the fact that you know, we're saying that the body comes from uh, theory law and the, the case of the body and the shama comes from Ak. So now it's that's counter. It seems it's apparently counterintuitive because you would think that the neshama is a higher thing. If you ask somebody, the soul is higher than the body. You would think spirituality is higher than physicality. So we would think that spirituality would be sourced in the higher world rather than the kaling, which is a lower... You got it. To strengthen the question, we say you just quoted the Gomorrah that says the body, the contribution to three partners, the husband, the wife, and the, and the God, in the creation of a ba- child. And the Gomorrah says that the, 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 the contribution of the parents is the body, the bones and the soul, the kaling. And the neshama is coming from God. Which would be seem to be good, against, very good questions, very good questions, and I'll answer them briefly. Chassidus talks about this directly. It's not even my my uh, I just refer you an interesting sicha from the Rebbe Chelik Tazayin, the sicha on uh, Truma and Vayakob Kude. It's a Siyama Chigiga. Yeah, where the end is there with that. Even Peshi Yisrael, Malay Mitzvahs Kerimai. That even sinners are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate. So he speaks. Truma and Vayaka Pukudeh. Or maybe Pukudeh alone, if I recall. They're two complementary sikhs. But briefly, your question is an excellent question. And it's true intuitively, that's what we would say. But here's where Chiddush, the Chiddush of Chiddush is. Yeah. I go back to the Rambam and the Ramban, just to simplify it somewhat. It's true, that that's exactly what the Rambam said. That the logical is, who can relate this to God? Soul. Soul appreciates God. It comes from a spiritual place. It's a spiritual entity. It can learn Torah. Menim is Yivashchina. Right? So, what's Chis HaMesim? The Rambam says it's a moment, it's a temporary reward because the body also participated, so you have to somewhat give like a throw them a candy, so to speak. But then after Tchis will come the final stage, back to Ruchnis. The Rambam went the rational approach, um, even though they say the Rambam did learn Kabbalah, didn't learn Kabbalah, but it's definitely not Kabbalah. Achsidus really changes the picture, and I will even say that even within Judaism today, I could show you these two philosophies still dominate. Even though people are not even aware of it. Like when you hear, you ask most people, never learn Chassidus, what's the purpose of this world? They'll say it's a prusder. It's a, a corridor to reach Alam Haba. You ask a Chassid, they'll say, Dira B'Takhtayna. Very different answer. Right? So one is the Alam Haba, Ruchnis, and one is, no, Dira B'Takhtayna, Mashiach. It's about spiritual world or about this world being refined and transformed. You know, so right there you got. So in Tudor, so someone will argue, what do you mean? How could you say that? That's why I brought yesterday, but net, yet it says, What did the Rambam do with that? So the Rambam says, yes, 
because the struggle and work here has such value, that's why you'll have Tchis HaMesim. But, after that, Elam Haba becomes the dominant reigning force. So he, his take on the Mishnah would be a little different than we would say. <coughs> the Ramban and Chassidus and the, the Alter Rebbe Paskins, someone said it says, the Rabbeinu HaGadol Posak HaRamban. Paskins like the Ramban. And not just the, the Alter Rebbe, it means also the Magid, the Baal Tov, and the Rizal. Their approach is no. Tchis HaMesim is the ultimate future. But it's counterintuitive. How could the body ever... So here is where, before the Alter Rebbe, I'm not really sure how the Mukabalim understood it, but the Alter Rebbe's Chiddush that I mentioned, Agaz HaKedish, answers it. Because if you didn't have Atmos in the picture, you're right. If, God's, if our relationship with God only goes to God's revelations, then of course, revelation, the soul is dominant. But since God wants a relationship with Him Himself, and He is beyond revelation, which part of the of existence reveals more the essence of God. Not revelation. Revelation reveals that God is a luminary. But if you want to know what God's personality is like, that he's that nothing created him, that he is an existence that's non-existential, that he's a yesh amiti, that has no cause, neshamas can't reveal that because neshama relates to a cause. Neshamas always are aware that there's a source. So who can reveal that? Only this Elam has Agashmi that doesn't think it has a source and the body that doesn't feel it has a source. That reveals, the Alter Rebbe says, Atzmus itself. To put it a little more, in, more in, in other worlds I would say the following. I said the power to conceal is higher than the power to reveal. You look at a wise person. Let's say there's an argument at the table. Siyog l'chach mishtika. For a wise person to be quiet, it takes a lot more energy than for him to speak, because he has what to say. Right. So he has to withhold. So to withhold something you have to give takes more effort. What does it mean spiritually in above? It's like this. Um, the tzimtzum, the power to create a tzimtzum and conceal comes from a deeper place than the power to reveal. Because revelation is just a reflection of your being. Here, you're like withholding and concealing yourself. That power comes from a deeper place. Kalim relate to that, and Ur is revelation. So yes, if you talk on the level of revelation, Ur neshama is a higher level. But if you talk about atzmis, like I said yesterday, when the person davens and he suspends his wisdom and suspends, remember the two people of the Tzilani? So if you talk about you want to know God's majesty, you go to the scholars and you go to the, the literate people. You want to know God's essence, you go to the illiterate. Because they don't have any revelations getting in the way. You, little children. A young child. Like he says in the Torah. They say, Shem Shemaim That means they, for them it's simple. They say, God. They don't have sophistication. They don't know about spheres. They don't know about Simtsum. They don't know about Kav. They don't know about Ak. What is God? The Etzim. That's all they know. Because they don't have Seichel to... That, that hijacks them, so to speak. That, distra- that seduces them. So, so now, but the kavana, one second, the kavana is that these two should come together. We're not talking about rejecting the neshama and just going to the body. We're talking about they both should inform each other. You want the etzem, begili. That's the expression. So the Rebbe says, Dira betachtenim, in Tanya. He says in Peter Klamadvav, he says, the higher worlds can't be the purposes in the higher worlds because they're all a yeridim, a of Yisbaruch. Atzilus, 
What's the point of creating Atzilus? Atzilus can never be as powerful as Ak, and Ak can never be as powerful as Because the higher you go, so why would God descend? So he asks that, so he says the only answer is Tachtenim, because that the only place where something is achieved, that's not just a revelation, there's a world where there's no revelation. Tachtenim. And precisely because of no revelation, that's the purpose. To transform a place like that. But the goal is not to stay in the Yesh. The goal is to teach the Yesh about that the Neshama should teach the Yesh that it is really sourced in Atzmos. And together they should join together. And that's the ultimate reward. And when Mashiach comes, will be Neshama and Guf. But the Neshama will appreciate and learn from the body even more than the body learns from the soul because it will learn about what Atzmos is like. Then how do you deal with the apparent contradiction? Okay, so... Okay, now the, now the Gemara. Let's go to the Gemara. The Gemara, I would say, very simple. There he's talking about the Neshama as it's in a revelation force. The ba- parents are given the power to bring Kayach Atzmus into this world, the body. And we say Neshama there, you mean, the, the, and, and God gives Neshama, you're not talking about Atzmus there, you're talking about the revelations of godliness. That's how I would interpret the Gemara. That the body is the, the parents. But, but the, 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 have any no, the body is the of the, the phys, I'm talking about the physical. The but the parents are the ones that are revealed that That's what I would say. That's why we say that parents have the power to give birth. They create Let's put it this way: God on His own, without parents, cannot give birth to a child. Of course, He can create Yeshmayan, but the way it's built in the structure, it's, it's two people coming together. If you want to put it even more more romantic. Look in Chumash. God created man and human being in the divine image. He separated them and said, become one, one flesh. And that's how you bring life. That's how you, you bring back, you bring Atmos into the existence. There the Gemara, the Nisham would be, the Nisham is coming from the revealed levels of the divine. That's for sure. It's not talking about Atmos. That Atmos gives the Nisham and, and the body is coming from Giluim. For sure not. It's the other way around. I mean, you asked me how to interpret the Gemara. So you're saying that basically... Remember, the soul also, listen, you say, Chelek Elekam Amal Mamesh, you're talking about the soul. Right. Nevertheless, Chelek Elekam Amal Mamesh is Chelek Elekam. It's a revealed dimension of godliness. The guf is deeper than Chelek Elekam Amal Mamesh, if you want to really get to the bottom of it. Because it's Atzmus itself. Yeah, yeah. Look in some sikhs, it's apparent that that's the way it is. That even Chelek Elekam Mamesh... Yeah, because at the end of the day, Nisham is a revealing force. Again, I'm not talking about the Nisham in Atzmus. I'm talking about the Nisham, what it reveals. If you want to go to the root, the root of the Nisham, it's all Atzmus that can be split into two. We're talking about what the Guf reveals the Atzmus of Atzmus. The Nisham reveals the Ur of Atzmus, if you want to put it that way. But if you go to Atzmus itself, of course the Nisham and Guf are both rooted there. Ur is also rooted in Atzmus. No, it doesn't have another root. There's no second God, God forbid. But we're talking about what is what does air tell you about Atmos? It'll only tell you about what's called relatively superficial. Well, it's not that superficial because air is also reveals this. Look, it gets deeper because air reveals the power of the Yesh itself. But at the end of the day, it's the Yesh that is the force. The, the paradox that's hard to ca- get your eyes hands around is: is the Yesh aware of this? The answer is not really because the awareness itself is gilly. The awareness, what I just said. When the Altadeb wrote in the Geddes Aikadis, that's already the Neshama speaking. Is Altadeb's Neshama telling us about the power of the Guf? Because Guf, that's the whole point there. Guf, its power does not need to be aware of. It is what it is. Does Atmos need revelation? No. 
And that's not a chsod. It's not a weakness if, if God is not revealed. So he's not revealed. doesn't need it. There's nothing missing. On the other hand, the same thing with the body. The body doesn't need revelation to be atzmas. The problem is we need it. Because if not, the body is just going to do what it does. So the bottom line is revelation and etzim have to come together. That's the end of the day. I'll take it a step further. That's what I brought from Vayigash and Chelik In Atmos it's Negei that it should be revealed. So let's go even further. In Atmos Negei. But if you only had Eir and only the higher worlds, the Rambam would be right. That was the way to go. And basically you're not reaching Atmos. And there are Mekubolim that say this. That the deepest we reach is reflections, Shmoi, uh, Keser, whatever. In Vayelach, in Samarvav, he talks about those Mukubalim. But there's those that say we reach Atmos. The question is, how do you reach Atmos? So the answer is, the Yesh is Atmos. The air reveals it. But ultimately, it's really one. You know, it's a revealed Etzem. And the Etzem revealed. It's all one. But for us, we have to go through different steps here. On a lower level is what we just discussed. Samachalaf or Samachbeiz, chapters 61 and 62, are in Aveda, these two elements. One is what comes from Ak, and one is what comes from Tiria Law. But remember, Tiria Law is not really Atmos, it's just an example of it on a lower level. But it's the idea. Okay? I mean, this is very fundamental stuff, I understand. It needs a lot of explanation. But I just said to you, it takes. Quick question and follow, or do you want to go inside? I'd rather go inside. We could uh, discuss it later if you like. So, chapter Samar Gimel, page 117. And now, these two levels that we spoke about in chapter 60, 61 and 62. Tiri law is Eagle Hagodl, where the ten hidden spheres are. For the Tsimtsum, Tira Tato is Ak, Adam Kadman, primordial man after the Tsimtsum, and Pchinis Makifim Klalim Lelamis. They're both Makifim Klalim. Remember, we spoke about a central, a, a overriding and encompassing desire. Vyajgamki Makifim Protim. In addition to that, as we said earlier, there are also specific Makifim for each particular level. For who in Yenkesadatzilis. That's the union of Keser, the crown of Atzillus. That's a desire to emanate Atzillus. As I said, that's one part of the structure. Same thing, Keser Bria, to create the world of Bria. At Keser Dasiya, till the last level, last world, he skips Yitzira. He said it earlier too. But the idea is clear. Shehu proti that's a specific desire for Elamasiyah. So if the whole structure is like a building, think of this as different floors, or different rooms, or different chambers, however you want to put it. Each one needs its own particular desire, or else it also won't emerge. Now, So now, the question is, what, what, what is the role of these particular makifim? We know the role of the general makif. He says, The union of this is the rots and poshet which is Tiri Law, that simple desire in the infinite light before the Tzimtzum, even though that this is what arose in his desire to emanate and to create, meaning all of existence, and more specifically, the primordial thought of Tiri Tato of Ak, 
Adam Kadme. She bechin shaychas ala elmas. That that already has a relationship to the world. So the, the the continuation of the sentence will be after the parentheses. Mechomokim. We love to read the parentheses. Shariyadotzim poshet shlifni at simtum. He's explaining a little of the difference because this simple desire before the simtum agam shuzeh adotzim al kol mashin sava v'shir ba'atzme b'keiach. Even though it's the desire for everything that's going to be come into being, and he envisions and he measures and evaluates in his own power everything that will come out in the future. Like I said, there's no world there at all at all. By contrast, the primordial thought of Adam Kadman there. It came into being, at least this thought. Like I said, the blueprint is there. Whatever you want to call it. The thought is there. There's, a, there's some type of defined thought. Where before that, it's just completely God's imagination, if you want to call it such. But there was already Shir Ba'asma. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that, yes. I, I explained different differences. The, the bottom line is, one is a reality that we is part of existence. As I said, it's like... It's like uh, you you you, uh, you put the what are they call the cornerstone has been laid in Ak. Before that, there's a seed. Before that, there's no seed. Yes, there's a seed in God's mind, but you can't call it. Should stop right there. Nothing is ever going to happen. Hmm. Remember earlier he said. The when it arises in God's desire, His desire is the power to create. That is the chayis. So He spoke about several levels there. He spoke about a level like in Tanya and Perik Memchez that it actually is the light, but it's makif, so you don't feel it. Then He spoke about a level. Remember Lifne that that where He has the Yichol Yachol that even though it naturally would create, He withholds it from creating. The same thing He withholds it from impacting His knowledge, impacting us. So the interesting thing is here you have another level. You have Ak. Ak is like that. And then you have how Tiriya law doesn't impact either. But the difference would be Tiriya law Bechlal is not in the category of existence. You understand what I'm trying to emphasize here? No, there's like three levels here. Level before the time, that's Ak. Yeah, no, I'm saying, right. And that does not impact us because God, like you said, has the ability not to let it impact. But then what about Tiriya law? Tiriya law also God knows our existence. And that will ultimately cause the creation to come into being. So that's even more distant because it's completely within the God. It's not even in existence. The Chiddush is Ak. That doesn't require Kol Yochel, Lifneat Simtum. Because Lifneat Simtum, it's, it's, it's all in the Godhead. After the Simtum, and you have a seed. And remember, by God, the seed means actual. And that he should that should not allow, and that should not turn into creation, and that should not turn into affecting us. That is a chiddush. That's what he said. Chapter fifty, chapter uh, sixty. I'm just trying to think. It's not determine the outcome of our free will. I need a little more even than this because what does that mean? Ak is already a creation. 
what does it mean in chapter 60? Ak is a creation, and yet it doesn't impact. How could you say that in Ak? No, I'm talking about not the idea part, the Savas part. So what are we saying? That, that it talks about the Savas part. Can huh? You can say that about any dot on the painting, any color, which is staying what it is. No, you're right. So at what point... So when he says in Tanya Perik Memchez that Yedi Zu Hi Chayes Visavusi Mayin Liyesh, that the Yedi of Makif of is is the Chayes of existence, Tanya Perik Memchez. So, what is that level? What level is that? I'm just trying to figure out where. Understand that he says in Tanya that Seviv doesn't mean outside. Seviv is taking permission. Adarabe. Is the highest because immediately as soon as he arises in his will it creates. That's clearly in Tanya. The Rebbe Rashab is saying there's a level that's higher than that. He says that then there's another level. So which is which level? That's what I'm trying to just identify. What's what? Needs a little eon here. I'm not talking about Yedi Abkhir, I understand the Yedi Abkhir part. Yedi Abkhir means that even though it creates and everything, so-called Koyachl doesn't let it impact, because Makif and so on. But what about the force that creates life? So Mamalakalaman, I understand. Mamalakalaman is so-called committed to giving life. That's why Kasha Kukris, you know, Mamalakalaman is within. You can, Mamalakalaman doesn't have the Koyachl element. Mamala is giving life, and it's sensed in existence, and that's that. Seviv is the Ratzan. The Ratzan right away creates, is the real force of creating but it's concealed. But then he says there's a level that arises in the will and it doesn't create. And it's Mashman, he's talking about Ak. So what, Ak has two levels? Ak is already a seed, it's already Bresh's Baralakim, it's already something is there. Okay. It could be that's it, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I just, I'm thinking out loud here. Okay, anyway, let's continue here. So he made a distinction here between the two levels. One is there's no elements with Sias Klaal, Mashenka Machshav At least there's Nesav Machshav Now he's going back to before the parentheses. So let's go to the Hinei Rotsen. He's going back. Hinei Rotsen, Aposhet of Enetzov, Hagam Shazal Mashal, Bertzenei. I'm just giving the context here. Even though it's what arose in his desire to create all the details. And especially the primordial thought of Ak, of Tira Tata. Which has a connection to the world. Nevertheless, in this thought, nevertheless, in this thought, everything is still concealed. And it's all um, encompassed completely to the point that they all stand equal together. As it's known that an ak. Atzilus and Asiya are exactly equal. For whom is from based Vodim? I mean, all this is coming to say why you need a Rotson and a Makif for each world. Because if you're only going to rely on the Rotson Kloli, let's say, the, to, for I want a building, you're only going to have an equal, everything's going to be equal. You want to have, the, you want to have 
a desire for each particular room or each particular floor, each sanctum, each, uh, sanctum, each uh, differentiation. Right, but not through the primi, the rotsin. So this is the case he's making. Is that what is this is the case he's making? One second. Okay, so so that's what he's saying. And he says, and you see it like this. He says, for two reasons. This is for two reasons. Ak is an equalizer. Because two reasons. The first is Yeshlema. You can say the Kmoshim ba'Ak ha'Erva Gili Shava Bakulam. Because the way all the worlds stand in Ak and the seed, like ha'Erva Gili Shava Bakulam, the energy. And the revelation there is equal. Even though afterwards, when they emerge, in their actual emergence, there's a great distance between Asiya and Atsilas. What? It's like the toenail and the mind from, from the same seed. Yeah. One second. The Because Natsila is the manifestation, the clothing of the divine energy. It revealed there in the containers it seals and he and his containers are one. Here he's interpreting Gamuya as containers. And in Biyah, they're separate the containers from the energy. Nevertheless, the way they are in Akya Shlemisha Erbahem Bashava. Can say that the air there is equal. The Kashem Shaakhash and Sava had a Makshavak Duma the Ak, Seva Makavis Kulam Bashava. Just as like after they're created. The primordial thought of Odom Kadman surrounds and encompasses them all equally. As I mentioned, that the circles of Ak go all the way down to Asiya. Remember, the circle encircles all of existence. So if existence is like a human structure, think of it like the head, the torso, and the legs. But the, the makif, the circle around the body... Is equalized from the head all the way the, all the way through the legs. So it goes. That's what he says. So, mark, so that's even after they're created. Emphasis on kaidim. The same thing. The way they are encompassed in the thought before they emerge. In other words, when they're still in the seed before. When they after they emerge, there's also the equalizer. But the same thing is that they're in, inside the primordial thought. They're all equal in the ervagili. In other words, the same amount of air in the thought that is investing in Atsilis is invested in Asiya. But he's saying this is a given already. Because that's because Neitzchayim says that. That's what it says in the Fedish. Because Neitzchayim is saying it's also... That's also in... We know that. He's saying it's a given. No, no, because that's what it says in Neitzchayim. Because he's the Gulim, the Aksitzi, yeah, it's a given because those that know Kabbalah know that. And Guli Akim, is a language from Eitzchayim. Yeah. You know, that's the picture in Eitzchayim. We have the it goes like this, like this. So yes, he says Yeshleimer. Remember, it's two, it's two reasons why. He's explaining two reasons why everything is equal in Ak. Okay. Look, in Aveda, this means is there, there's no more Amuna in a, in a big tzaddik than there is in a Ish Poshet. The Amuna he's talking about before, Amuna Pshuta. Not, we're not talking about the levels of Amunah and primis Amunah and, and, and deep appreciation of Amunah. The mysterious Nefesh that he speaks in Tanya, Kal Sheva Kalim, is equal in everyone. That's what it is in Aveda, this. One second, Let, let's continue. Okay, so it's also that way in way they, before, they, before they emerge. 
It's like in Bereshit's Baralakim, it's exactly like the seed. In a seed of a tree, leaves, the bark, the, 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 even the fruits, the branches. The seed is a seed. The seed is a seed equally giving equal power to all of them. And like, and he's giving an example, like when the revelation of the essential faculties, he gave an example earlier by Simcha, when a person's faculties are just all glowing and shining, without any order, everything. You know, well, think about it like uh, I'm not going to speak uh, like uh, like a. Uh, he he says simcha yem simcha yeah big simcha chapter third twenty two he's refers to it here so for example his gals keches atzma so generally speaking when you speak to a person on a rational day in a sober day you have okay the mind has its way it's functioning the emotions you don't express everything simcha perizgat you let everything loose and suddenly. The, 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 a person that's a brilliant person will give Giluyim from his mind, he would say things that he would never say, new revelations. His heart and his emotions will be open to everybody. The Seder Vahadraga, the general structure of, let's call, day-to-day life and routine is not there. That's what he says earlier in chapter. He's giving an example of Shavah. Even though these faculties are fundamentally different, the mind, the emotions, they're different. You also see it even physically. A person dances without limits. There's no, you know, you walk. You walk in an organized way here. There's a certain, a race from the Kalim type of thing. You're out of the Kalim. Like you said, we said, learned earlier, chapter 22. He's giving an example. There, we're not even talking about how they're encompassed in that sense. They're already being expressed. There's also an equality to them. So he says, and how much more so, the way they're encompassed in the source, the same thing, the worlds and the spheres, the way they're encompassed in There, the energy radiates in all of them equally. This is still reason one. We didn't get the base. Another parenthesis. Vihine now Achish and Esava had a betzils meir begilik tzas al kaponim mashenkim basia. Now he's saying he's adding something. Now after they come into being, betzilis radiates a little of this energy, of this all-encompassing energy. Al kapon mashenkim basia and asia doesn't radiate. Ukomay harotzin shebemayach, like the desire in the mind. Haru meir begilik al kaponim. So Ratzin is an equalizer. But the mind has more relationship with it because the Ratzin informs the mind, this is what I want. Whereas, for example, the legs are just a product of the desire of the Ratzin. Like it says elsewhere, and we'll explain later with God's help. He's qualifying and saying this is primarily a specific desire. So this thought, in other words, let's think, think about the structure of the building. The general desire for the whole building is equal to the whole thing. But when you talk about the specific, saying, I want to build a kitchen, it, it speaks more to the mind than it does to the hands. Because the mind is the part of the planning. So the Ratzon Prati has more of a relationship to Mayach, a little more than it will have to the, fac- the action-oriented faculties. He's just qualifying it. 
Yashlemus Shazel Bchinus Hayesha Dak. We could say this is the Yesha, this is the Primius within Ak. This is not the. Right. Right. Okay. So what he just qualified was simply saying that even though the, 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 the Makif of Ak, the Rotson, everything is an equal there. There is a place which you can say is like more the Primius, it's, it's like the Primius than the Makif. So to speak, within the market, there's a premise where he's already associating, where the desire becomes more connected to implementation. Let's put it this way: it's more like chetanius harotzin, if you want to. There, there is distinction, but there's a place where there's a total equalization. That's reason number one why everything is equal in Nak. Now, reason number two, Rabbeis. Remember, these are two reasons. It goes back all the way with the second reason, second element. Because in the primordial thought of Ak, are, all the levels are completely concealed. Because they're not in existence there. Remember, in the sea, they're not in existence. In order, in, in Elias, to, for them to be for them to have distinction and diversity. Because they're all encompassed literally in this thought. Bukhinis built the Mitzvah Snickers Klal without any distinct substance in, at all. Actually, this is better. The seed example is better for reason number two. Reason number one, it's almost the opposite. It's like the intensity of the Machshava that just gives intensity and equal energy to every faculty. Right. Here it's like almost the opposite. That their distinctions are not there. He may have said similar things before. Yeah? I think I think you're right. I also think. And the ayin look into what it says in Samarvov. How an ak, all the levels are completely mufshit, are completely. Um, undressed, uh, completely stripped of any uh, parameters, of any kagdara, and any categori- categorization, definition, definition, kagdara, yeah, Ident- identity. Maybe that's where it says it. I think that's the Sphere Sagnusis. I think that's where he said it. Yeah, it's like we learned earlier, chapter 19. In the ten, ten hidden spheres. So Listen, if you remember what he learned, he definitely remember what he wrote. In the ten hidden spheres, like we learned earlier, in the ten hidden spheres in the infinite light that pre just comparing the same thing as they're, as they're encompassed in Ak. They're also like that. They're all, they're all basically beyond structure. Yeah. Now we connect the two reasons in the parentheses. And because they're not there, they have no distinct identities, that's why they can all equal, receive the air, the air equally. Okay. And that's why, in order for there to be the actual bringing into being of the worlds, and worlds that are distinguished from one another, you need to have an individual's distinct desire for each particular world. And the example in this, ah, 
The example is a person who builds any type of structure. First there's a desire and the, and the structure altogether, general structure. And even though within this desire, ready you find within it, how this house structure should be in the shape of their rooms, and the floors, and the doors, and the windows, and also in the wood and the stones and the earth, the dirt, the earth. So, Eliezer, you have homework to do. What are all these levels spiritually? Rooms, floors, doors, and windows. Eitzim, wow. <laughs> wood, tree, <laughs> stone, and offer. Earth. Yeah. So even though it's all there, encompassed in the general desire, but there it's not distinguishable, distinct in any, yet distinct in a, in a, in a distinct in an individual desire. That's a desire for the entire house. So encompasses everything. And afterwards, when it comes into action, when it's actual, that where it's action, actualized, concretized, there's a distinct desire, an individual desire for every room, and every floor, and for every specific element of this structure. Same thing, the example above, for the Bichinus Machshava Akduma, the primordial thought, this is the, the thought and the desire for the general world. They're all concealed there. They're still concealed. And afterwards, and afterwards, a individual distinct desire manifests and extends to each distinct world. How can we say that No, maybe not, maybe not. you're adding something. He knows that he wants all the materials is already there. The existence that his need for No, but he doesn't but he has not given thought of whether it's marble or not marble. No, no, no. So once I once I once I think about it, think about it. A person envisions in one big picture, I want a, I want a palace. Uh, obviously you're you're right there, you're thinking of the rooms. But if someone stopped right there, I told you before, and didn't call in any contractor and didn't talk, you'd have no building from that. You'd have you could even have every detail would be there. But there's another step where you need to sit down and plan each room right. in detail. And that needs more specific desire for each one. The there are two stages. It's two stages. But remember, he wants an existence to be that we make sense to us. Sure. So he, does, he doesn't need a thought altogether. That's the case. He doesn't even need thought. Who cares the time? It's not about time. It's about levels. There are two levels here at least, if not more. Right, but that, but that's the same question you can ask about Atzilus Briyitz here and Asiya. There's a vision. The vision has it all. Then you make an outline. When you make an outline, let's let's say you're you're perfect. You have it all in your mind. I understand. Sometimes we make the outline, new things emerge. But let's say, yeah, you make the, then the outline is fleshed out and then it's concluded. It may happen quickly, but it's stages. That's all that we're saying didn't here. We say, didn't you say earlier that Ak is already the Histakal Baraita Lukule Alma, that 
that the Ark is a level of Torah already, so, the blueprint. Okay. So the and, blue, if you have okay, one second, one second, one second. And that blueprint, as I said, includes all time and space, from the end of time and space. Yet, we have six days of creation, and we're still here with 5,000 Tavshinayim Beishana. The Torah recognizes each day, according to what you're saying, what's the difference in Shabbos and weekday. In the in Torah, it's no difference. It's all part of the blueprint. In, in reality, today is Wednesday, Thursday, not Wednesday. In Torah, there's a distinction between... Right. Did you hear what I just said to you? No, I didn't understand the point. In the, in the blueprint, there's no yes. difference between Shabbos and Sunday and Monday. It's all one blueprint that just talks about... But then it plays itself out. Each day has its own... Uh, you say the Torah is a blueprint. Within Torah, there's already the distinction of Shabbos and Hol. So why are we living... Every, every, is every day relevant relevant in the Torah? Today, can you do yes. that? Can you do the mitzvahs of yesterday? No. Why? Because in the blueprint level, it's all in the above time and space. It encompasses all time and space. What, what are you saying to you? you want, there's, great, there's gradations yes. all the time. But what I'm just ask, trying to ask is that you said that, or, and you said earlier that Ak is already at the level of the... Uh, and it encompasses all time and space all in one no, seed. So no, it's not truly a form blueprint. It's just a general blueprint. No, every detail is there. Every detail is there, but it's a blueprint. You can't do anything with a blueprint. You don't have existence without a blueprint. The blueprint shapes existence. So then we'll... God looks in the Torah and says, "He hear now there's a day two. Comes day two. Why doesn't he do it all in day one? The What's the le- one second? I'm asking you a question. Yeah. The blueprint, everything is there. Right. So why does need God need six days? To implement it. The blueprint so, there, so there's a difference between implementation. The difference between blueprint and building it. That's, that's exactly that's what he's saying. Need. And there's a desire in the whole picture is the general thing. Which has all the details in it, and then there's the desire. On day one, here's how we're going to do light. On day two, here's how we're going to do rakia. Day three, and I could go even further. Eat the details, you probably have even more ritzenus. What I, I don't understand what you were saying. This is a structure with the. All right. The first level. You don't understand that there's a difference where everything is in a blueprint, in a seed, and then it comes out in actual. And when it comes out, you also need a plan. You think it's just an automatic thing? Matan Torah. Matan Torah happened 26 generations after uh, creation. Right. Well, did God desire that it should happen that day, or just like popped out of nowhere it happened? Of course it is. So there's a rotsen prati on that day that today will be Matan Torah, right. even though the Torah says it all in the beginning, because in a blueprint, in a blueprint, it's like all time and space is seen uh, in a uh, in, in a snapshot. It's not a building, exactly. Right, it's not a building, but it implies details. So, so all, but all the details above time and space. I just asked you a question. When, they, they came and when God decided to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim, was there a rotzen that morning? That they got yes or not? Yes, there was a rotzen, even though it was all there in a general sense of it. I mean, I don't understand what you're asking, really. I understand it both on a human level and a divine level. What's the question? I don't get it. A blueprint is a blueprint. It's not a structure. You need atzilus now. We need a real atzilus. Now you need a desire for Atsilas. Why don't you just read the words? It's very, very clear. But you're saying that everything is Shabbat in Da'ak, right? It's a I don't know. And I'm going to stop here because I have to. I have to do something. So let's let's finish here. Isn't that what he's saying? Chapter. What are the two reasons why is it not detectable? Oh, not, well, not detectable. One is why it's an equalizer. One is because on the oyer, the oyer and ak is equal in every level. You can detect. You can detect the porch from uh, from the kitchen. No, I don't think you can detect it either way. 
you can't. No, in Ak, the two reasons why Ak is an equalizer. One is because the energy everywhere is equal, and the other is because the the, the identity of the items are all are all concealed there. The distinction is concealed. Yeah, there's no substance in the exactly. When you look at a blueprint, you don't see a kitchen. You only know there's an image of a kitchen. Exactly correct. Not even an image. Right. On the blueprint, it's all lines. It's all lines. A plan. It's a plan. That's all it is. Okay, that's not a blueprint. Exactly. And you're the construction guy. If you look at a blueprint and you couldn't see the distinction between He's the kitchen and the line, you don't see the marble. You don't you see the marble. The lines. You can see the sheet. He sees right the marble and the stuff. You don't see so the marble. So the yeah. You don't see the marble. I'm not going to the details of the marble, but you know that one room is a kitchen and one is a living room. But they all look the same on the blueprint. They look the same. You don't know when you look at the blueprint. You don't know the one is a kitchen. This is what I was struggling with. You know that you want to make a kitchen there, but it's but it look on the thing on the blueprint all looks the same. No. Have you looked at blueprints? Yeah, the ones that come on. The ones list one is designated. I'm not going to do that. Okay, we did chapter. Let's let's stop it. Chapter 63. Page 117, 118. 